Hello and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, and this is a new podcast, as you may have gathered. We're going to talk a little music, make some points, tell some stories, tell a few jokes, but mainly we're going to listen to music. Because really, why talk about music when you can hear it? You may recognize the title of this podcast, Music for a While. It is the title of one of the greatest songs in the whole literature, composed by Henry Purcell, the great Englishman of the 17th century. By the way, you will hear some people say Purcell. Resist, my friends. It's Purcell all the way. I don't mean to sound too absolute on the subject. There is a little debate over the man's pronunciation. But I am in the Purcell camp solidly. Anyway, that wonderful song, Music for a While. Music for a while shall all your cares beguile. Let's hear it sung by Christine Schaefer, the great German soprano, accompanied by Eric Schneider. Over the weeks, months, and possibly years of this podcast, I'll be playing a lot of excerpts, bits and pieces of works of music. But why not have this song, our title song, so to speak, complete? It'll take a few minutes. Well worth it.
Well, that was Christine Schaefer, accompanied by Eric Schneider, in Music for a While, by the great immortal Henry Purcell. Let's have a little Mozart. That never hurts. Recently, the Metropolitan Opera revived La Clemenza di Tito, or The Clemency of Titus. It has many highlights, many hits, so to speak, but none in my view is greater than a duet, a sublime soprano, mezzo-soprano duet, A Perdona al Primo Affetto. It is in perfect balance. The entire opera is in perfect balance, really. A poet wrote of a fearful symmetry. La Clemenza di Tito has a Mozartian symmetry, and this duet is a perfect A major beauty. We will hear Barbara Bonney, the American soprano, and Alina Garantia, the Latvian mezzo-soprano, live from the Salzburg Festival in 2003. The orchestra is the Vienna Philharmonic, conducted by the late, great Nikolaus Harnenkor.
that was A Perdona al Primo Affetto from Mozart's Clemenza di Tito. The singers were Barbara Bonney and Alina Garancia. I heard Tito that year in Salzburg and wrote about it in the New Criterion. I said that Garancia, a young Latvian, obviously has a major career ahead of her. That was an easy call. Barbara Bonney is now retired. She lives in Salzburg and owns a dress shop. It is called Bonnie und Kleid. Get it? Kleid means dress in German. Barbara is a descendant, or so her family believes, of William Bonnie, better known as Billy the Kid. Andre Previn wrote a song cycle for Barbara about that Western outlaw. Maybe we can play it on another episode. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, doing music for a while. The producer is Scott Immergut. You may wish to subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever, frankly, wherever and however you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to write to me about any matter, try nordlinger at newcriterion.com. That funny name is spelled N-O-R-D. L-I-N-G-E-R. Been spelling it all my life. I think I've got it by now. Um, let's have a little piano music. A little piano and orchestra music. Recently in Carnegie Hall, Yu Jia Wang, the Chinese pianist, played Prokofiev's Piano Concerto Number no. 5. What? A Prokofiev Piano Concerto Number no. 5? Yes, it is virtually never played. There are five Prokofiev piano concertos, and I'll give a quick rundown of them. Number one was written when Prokofiev was about 20. It's fairly popular. Number two is less well-known, but not unknown. It is stupendously hard, within the reach of relatively few pianists. Yu Jia Wang is a prominent exponent of the piece today. Number three is Prokofiev's number one piano concerto, so to speak, the best known and best. Number four is one of those for left hand alone, commissioned by Paul Wittgenstein, who lost his right arm in World War I. He was a brother of the philosopher. Wittgenstein didn't like Prokofiev's concerto number four, or rather, he didn't understand it, he honestly explained, and never played it. Very few play it today. Same with number five. Yet it is a wonderful piece, number five. This is not to slight number four, which we might take up another time. Originally, Prokofiev wanted to call this fifth concerto music for piano and orchestra rather than a concerto. I think he was right. The work is in five movements, all on the short side. I think of the word scenes or moods. You can hear in these movements the coming ballets, namely Romeo and Juliet, and especially Cinderella. Okay, enough talking, more than enough. Let's hear a movement, the Toccata. I don't have a recording by Yu Jia Wang, but will you accept Sviatoslav Richter? I know you will. Here he is in 1958 with the Warsaw National Philharmonic Orchestra, under Vitold Rovitsky. And if there are any Poles listening, please forgive my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> 
from Prokofiev's Piano Concerto Number no. 5, played by Sviatoslav Richter, with the Warsaw National Phil and Witold Rovitsky. That's a spiky, sarcastic little thing, isn't it? Speaking of spiky, sarcastic little things, Prokofiev wrote sarcasms, five of them, five little piano pieces. The most popular, probably, is number no. 3, which various pianists use as an encore. Let's hear it from George Sándor, the Hungarian pianist who lived from 1912 to 2005. For a while, he lived and taught in my hometown of Ann Arbor, Michigan. He was a handsome devil, a sort of glamorous figure in our community. Frankly, he was the same way in advanced old age. I'd see him in New York. Here's that sarcasm, number three.
we've heard Prokofiev's Sarcasm Number no. 3, played by George Shandor. One of my favorite singers was Heather Harper, the British soprano. Smart, gifted woman. Born in 1930, she passed away a few weeks ago. She's the soprano on my favorite Messiah recording ever, the one led by Colin Davis in 1966. Shall we hear, I know that my Redeemer liveth, or rejoice greatly? Let's hear a bit of the latter to celebrate Heather Harper, and God for that matter. That was Heather Harper and Handel. By the way, there has long been a debate about this aria, about a word, frankly. Rejoice. Do you sing it rejoice or rejoice? I'm in the Rick camp, but I'm not rigid about it. Harper herself was more of a re-woman. Andre Previn, the great Andre Previn, pianist, conductor, composer, an all-purpose musician, died in February. Not long after, Anne-Sophie Mutter, the German violinist, played a recital in Carnegie Hall, along with her recital partner of many years standing, the pianist Lambert Orcus. Mutter was married to Previn for a time. He wrote a number of pieces for her, including Tango, Song, and Dance for Violin and Piano. In Carnegie Hall, Mutter and Orcus played the song section as an encore. This was eulogistic and very moving. Here's a recording, a commercial recording, by those same performers, Mutter and Orcus. Thank you. 
That was some of the middle section of Tango Song and Dance by Andre Previn, written for Anne-Sophie Mutter. Let's go out with a different kind of song. Do you know that Kiss Me Kate has returned to Broadway? It has. Cole Porter wrote this magnificent show in the 1940s. In those days, probably more than now, opera stars sang Broadway songs. Let me give you one of my favorite tracks. Cesare Siepi, the great Italian bass, singing Yup of Wunderbar. Thanks for joining me, ladies and gentlemen, on this inaugural program. See you next time. Here's Siepi and Porter. Gazing down on the young crowd From our secret charitable tool Let us drink lip combined In the moonlight benign To the joy of our dream come true Boom the bar, boom the bar What a perfect night for love Here am I, here you are Quite truly boom the bar Boom the bar, boom the bar We are alone and hand in glove Not a cloud near or far Quite small and boom the bar Oh, I care dear for you man and I long, dear, for your kiss I would die, dear, for you gladly Your divine, dear, and your mind, dear Boom, the bar, boom, the bar